0: This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're (laughs) going. Yeah, let's go. Welcome back to another edition of the Credentials NFL Agent Edition. (laughs) I'm your host, Charles, and we have a great episode on tap for you today. Today, we will be, this is actually volume four of the series. In case you're not familiar, I am currently in the process of becoming a NFL, a licensed NFL agent, so in a way to help me study, help me retain the information better, I decided to make a mini-series that basically goes over what I learned, and I'm in an awesome prep course, Sports Management Worldwide, shout out to them, and yeah, they give us questions every week, and I remix some of the information and regurgitated on this episode, on these episodes, and they basically highlight portions of the nfl cba so i'm excited to share what i learned with you all on this episode is anyone else excited okay <laughs> all right you're hype all right i right. appreciate it appreciate it, your hype so let's get into it question number one what is required to be considered a vested player for benefit purposes? So the answers choices are A at least four seasons with six or more regular season games on the fifty-three man roster into reserve or physically unable to perform list. B at least three seasons with three or more regular season or pro season games on fifty-three man roster into reserved. Or physically unable to perform list. C. At least three seasons with three or more. Regular season games on 53 man roster. D. At least four seasons with six or more regular season games. On 53 man roster injured reserve. Or physically unable to perform list. And at least three seasons with three or more regular season games. On 53 man roster. E At least four seasons with three or more regular season games on 53-man roster. So the answer to that would be... B. At least three seasons with three or more regular season or postseason games on 53-man roster, injured reserve, or physically unable to perform list. So basically... This question is to what accredited season is and how to achieve one from a player standpoint. So, accredited seasons, there's basically two types there's one for benefit purposes, which is the question here, and then there's one for salary purposes. And the way to move up. In credited seasons for benefits and salary purposes is different. So for instance, for benefit purposes, you need to be to be to be vested, you need at least three seasons, three games on the regular season, postseason roster, on the active, inactive, injury reserve, injury settlement, or physically unable to perform. While for salary And for salary purposes, credited seasons, what that means is every year your minimum salary increases as the number of credited seasons increase. And the way it works in the NFL is four to six and seven plus. Four to six have the same minimum salary and then seven plus, so like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and so forth and so forth. So on and so forth, have the same minimum salary. That's just the background as to why that question was asked, and a little bit more about credited seasons. Give you a little background information on credited seasons. Number two a club contribution. Is it made for which benefits during the 2020 through 2023 seasons? A. All benefits get a club contribution. B. The NFL player health reimbursement account and player annuity program. C. Neurocognitive benefit and severance pay. D. Career savings plan and player annuity program. E. NFL player retirement plan And second career savings plan So The reason why this question was asked Is because Do The CBA just got Renegotiated in 2020 And Since the pandemic Happened One of the Caveat negotiation points Are basically One of the new requirements in order to get the CBA approved and due to the revenue loss because since no no organizations had fans basically that's a lot of money lost from ticket sales for in-game in-game purchases or and not not or but and also the The bars, the restaurants, the surrounding entertainment, food, whatever the case may be, also took a hit financially. And sometimes the teams are vested in those outside places as well as not just, you know, the stadium and what's inside the stadium. So to accommodate for the loss of revenue or the loss of. Yeah, the loss of revenue because of COVID, one of the concessions the players had to make in order to, I guess, keep the salaries unchanged or giving up some benefits. So the answer to this one is actually the answer is D second career savings plan and player annuity program so basically the second career savings plan is the nfl players version of a 401k that typical you know uh corporate america people or well i don't know is 401k even even a thing anymore hmm Right with with the evolving landscape of the job market, 401k might not even be a thing no more. And then, the player annuity program is kind of sort of like free money. <laughs> um, it's more of it's more okay. The player annuity program is like a a savings account with amazing interest. Because essentially, what it is, it's a program where players, if they contribute to it, the team will double it <laughs> and um once the players finish their career, either if he if he retires before thirty five and before Hitting five credited seasons, then he's eligible to receive that money at 35. Now, if he retires over 35 and over five credited seasons, then he's eligible to touch that money five years after he retires. Or if he retires before 35 but has five or more credited seasons, he still has to wait. 5 years from his last earned credited season. But still, right? Free money? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> you know, it, it's just sad that they have to wait until after 2023 to resume that those programs cuz those are awesome programs. Number 3. Josh Jacobs is 33 years old, retires with 11 credited seasons in 2020. The earliest Jacobs can take a distribution under the player annuity program is A. 35 years old B. 38 years old C. 40 years old D. 45 years old Now, if you remember what we just talked about (laughs) then you will remember the rules for the player annuity program. Once again, for the player annuity program If A's over 35 and more than 5 credited seasons, then he has to wait 5 years after his last earned credited season. If he's under 35 and more than 5 credited seasons, same rules apply. Now if he's under 35 and under 5 credited seasons, then he has to wait until just 35 years old. So based on that information, the answer is B. 38 years old. Number four. Payne Manning was with the Colts from 2004 to 2019. He signed a one-year contract with the Denver Broncos in 2020 as an unrestricted free agent. Manning retires before the 2021 season begins with accredited season in each of his NFL career. That doesn't sound right, but he earned a credited season for every year in the NFL. How about that? How much is his severance pay? Hmm. 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 So for this one, it's actually pretty self-explanatory. All you have to do is look on the CBA. And always remember, the NFL CBA is actually a public document. Anyone could look it, look at it, read it learn about it, love it, all that good stuff. (laughs) So if you look on Article 59, that's actually the whole article is just about severance pay. And in that article, they actually have a chart, which gives a certain amount for allotted to a respective year of earning a, a credited season. So, for instance, if you earned a credited season in 2011, then your severance pay is 15000 And, basically, what severance pay is, that's basically a goodbye package from the NFL for having played in the NFL. Now... The way it works, right? In order to get a severance package, you need to have played at least two or more credited seasons. So, once again, basically free money. Which is awesome. For an NFL player standpoint. So, in order to figure out the question I just laid out, what you do is basically look at the chart and basically... For each credited season earned in that year. So, for instance, he played from 2004 to 2019 in this example, even though that's not historically or factually accurate. But anyway, I just used him for example purposes. Well, that, that career timeline for example purposes. So, so, for instance, since he played from 2004 to 2019 in this chart, 2010, there's actually zero dollars for... That specific credited season because I think that was the uncapped Ah. So the answer or did I give you the answer choices? Let me see if I give it if I didn't, here it is, right? The answer choices are A two hundred and fifty five thousand, B two hundred and seventy thousand, C two hundred and eighty five thousand, D three hundred thousand. So in this situation, the answer would be C, two hundred and eighty-five thousand. Because what you do is basically from two thousand four to two thousand eight, credited season was worth twelve thousand five hundred and seven specs. So you lump those together. Then you add two thousand nine, it was fifteen thousand. Two thousand ten was zero. Two thousand eleven is fifteen thousand. 2012 and 13, it was 17,500 each. 2014 to th- through 2000, 2016 <laughs> was 20,000 each. 2017 to uh, 2019 was 22,500. 2020 is 30,000. Now, question five is: Who is responsible for manning severance payment? And the answer to that would be, answer choices are A, NFL, B, Chargers, C, Colts, D, Giants. Now, the answer to that would be the, oh, oops, I meant to say D, Broncos. (laughs) And the answer is D, Broncos. So the reason why the Broncos are responsible for this payment is because the burden is left on the team where the player last earned a credited season. So it's like an interesting caveat with this whole severance package thing. Also, interesting caveat with severance pay is a player can actually earn it twice. However, when he comes back... He can only earn a severance package based on his newly earned credited seasons. So, for instance, if he retires with five credited seasons, retires for a year, comes back and plays four seasons, he won't get nine credited seasons for the next severance package. It would be four. Number six, Tim Tebow career goes as follows. 2015 third round pick by the Vikings goes on injured reserve after 13th week of the regular season. 2016 spends season on active list all 16 games. 2017 on an active list for first 14 games and active for the final two games of the regular season. 2018 starts all 16 games, signs contract extension in November, running through the 2019 season. 2019 goes on IR for whole season. 2020, he's cut at the roster, cut down to 53 players, doesn't sign with another NFL team. What is Jake, what is Tim Tebow's benefit amount under the Burt Bell, Pete Rozelle, NFL player retirement amount, retirement plan? So, its choices are, A, 2,840, B, 3,124, C, 3,500, D, 3,850. So, Basically, in order to figure this out, you have to first figure out how many credited seasons he has. And remember, going back to what we talked about with question one, in terms of accredited season for benefit and salary purposes, this is one of the benefits. And remember he needs you get one credited season for three games As long as you're on the active roster in some capacity, right? Or injury reserve, or PUP, or injury settlement. So, 2015, injury reserve at the 13th week. After 13th week, one credited season. 2016, active all 16, two credited seasons. 2017, on an active list. And active for final two games. Those are all on... Those are all in the 53, so that's another credited season. That's three. 2016 starts all 16 games. That's four. 2019 on IR for whole season. That's still a credited season. That's five. 2020, he's cut and doesn't sign again, so he ends up at five. Now, in order to figure out the the benefit credits... You have to go to Article 52, which... Oh, actually, Article 53, which is retirement plan. And on there, they basically tell you the benefit credits and how much they're worth for when they were earned. So in this scenario, he earned them from 2015 to 2019. So from 2015 through 2017... It is 726 and per credit. And then in 2018 and 2019, it's 836. So in this example, you do 726 times three. And then you do that plus 826 times two. Right? Now, what was tricky, I actually got this wrong. Yeah, because what I did was they actually bumped that up in 2020. And I didn't see that when I was reading the chart. I didn't really get that the first time when I was reading the chart. So I actually got that wrong because the answer is D, 3,850 when I thought it was C, 3,500, which is the answer not accounting for the increase in credits for those particular seasons. Ah. Number seven. Which of the following statements is true about the NFL Second Career Savings Plan, aka 401k? A. Distribution allowed at age 59. B. Club match begins when a player is vested in the Burt Bell-Pete Rozelle NFL Player Retirement Plan. C. Club will match two-for-one for for each $1 player saves with a maximum club contribution of $30,000 for 2021. D. Early distribution allowed at age 44, but IRS penalties may apply. Now, if you remember, based on the previous questions, we automatically know that C is wrong because they are not making any contributions, teams are, for the next 2020 through 2023 seasons. So, to figure out the rest, you go to Article 54, Second Career Savings Plan, and on there, you'll notice... That players can get distributions at age fifty nine. So the answer is A. Age fifty nine, and before this, which is also really dope, is in in terms of the second career savings plan, is they actually let practice players participate that and well participate in that as well. <laughs> But participate in that as well. So can't wait for that to come back from a player standpoint. Number eight. Trey Smith retires after the 2017 season with four credited seasons. He Goes back to school in 2020 to finish his college degree. What is the maximum amount, if any, that Trey's eligible for for reimbursement under the tuition assistance plan? A twenty five thousand B forty five thousand C sixty five thousand D eighty five thousand. So once again that is another article in the CBA that is dedicated strictly to the tuition assistance plan. That article is that article is article fifty-six. And in there, it basically states how many credited seasons comes with a certain amount of tuition reimbursement. So in that article, it's actually in section four. You'll see that a player with four credited seasons from 2020 to 2025 will get 65,000 while a while in 2026 through 2030 that player will get 80,000 that's 65,000 and 80,000 respectively total so the answer is c 65,000 question nine lance kendricks retired in march 2020 He received credited seasons in his career during the 2016 through 2019 seasons. He's approved for line of duty disability in November 2021. How much will Kringix receive as a monthly benefit? A. 0, B. 3300, C. 3630, D. 4500. So going back to question 6 is how you'd figure this one out. You would basically add up his benefit credits based on the NFL Pete Rozelle Bell retirement plan and then you would weigh that in comparison to 4500. If it's more than 4500, he'll make that. If it's less than 4500, he'll make 4500. So if you add up his credits, 2016 is 726, 2017 is 726, 2018 and 2019 is 836. That is less than 4500. So the answer is 4500. Number 10. Mike Myers' career goes as follows. 2017 he resigned by Carolina he signed with Carolina in offseason on Carolina's 53-man roster for eight weeks. 2018, released by Carolina after preseason with an injury settlement for four weeks of salary. Ops out, ops out of football for rest of the season. Uh, 2019, signs with the Tampa Bay Bucks in offseason. Inactive for first four weeks of the season. 2020 released by the Buccaneers on July 26 announces retirement in September when does Myers health insurance run out a immediately B August 31st 2026 C December 31st 2023 D September 1st 2021 now, what was tricky, I actually got this wrong. So, the answer to this is based on ARCH is group insurance. And that basically outlines the NFL's insurance policy. And the way that works is basically. The plan year is from September 1st through August 31st. And the way to get covered is to be under contract after May, based on that article. Then you get covered um, for the remainder of that plan year. Now, once you're vested, going back to credited seasons, once you have three credited seasons, then you're a vested player, and then you have 60 months or five years of insurance coverage from The time you last earned a credited season. No, from the time you're not from the time you last earned a credit season, but from the time you're from the last from the last planned year. So based on this example, since he was released by the Bucks, on july 26 that means he earns insurance up until august 31st 2021 and since he's not going to be a player no more since he retired in 2020 that means his cobra coverage starts august 31st 2021 and five years from now from, from that point would be august 31st 2026 which means the answer is B, August 31st, 2026. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much. This was an awesome edition of the Credentials NFL Agent Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you spending some time with me and learning as I learn on my journey about the different parts of the CBA and how they affect the players and how they affect us. As always, the Credential Show is a place where we create content that is intended to inspire and inform and i know a lot of people always been curious you know a lot of people are always curious about agents and you know what does it take and what do they know and why do you need to know it so i figured you know give a little little sneak peek behind the curtain of an, an agent and what they have to know the rules and regulations and um Share a little bit of information that I know, you know, because uh, that's what this platform is all about. That's what the credential show is all about. So once again, thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us, to learn with us, to grow with us. I encourage you to take action today, right? And um, be like me. Step out of your comfort zone. Do a little something that you wouldn't normally do, because this is definitely stuff that I wouldn't like to normally do. But it's good to, you know, break the monotony of being stagnant and being and being being comfortable, being uncomfortable. It's good for us. So, until next time, are we aridarchi. And? Goodbye. Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and or listening to this original content series. Let this empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great.